Matriarchy is an intersectional collective that brings POC African women together for the empowerment and development of African cities and spatial education. Hello to whoever's listening and welcome to the next episode on our Matriarchy Audio channel. To make mention that the following episode was originally published in the written form on our website on the 28th of February 2018 as a fruit of the week. It was written by Njaka with a feature visual by Wu-Tang titled Girl Talk. Today's episode is titled On Terror and Beauty Part 2 social life as science fiction to begin today's episode to begin today's episode we will preface a few words from part one anybody who thinks that they can understand how terrible the terror has been without understanding how beautiful the beauty has been against the grain of terror is wrong words by fred moton in the black outdoors published in 2014 this Fruit of the Week features a talk between two scholars as an extension of part one on the black outdoors. The scholars, Fred Moten, who in his work has consistently argued that any theory of politics, ethics, or aesthetics must begin by reckoning with the creative expressions of the oppressed, and Sadia Hartman, who has written about feeling the continual legacy of slavery and making productive sense of the gaps and silences in the archive of transatlantic slavery that absent the voices of enslaved women. In this talk, they lead us through various questions, musings, and lingering breakthroughs. How do we get out from under the regime of everyday violences? Being outdoors is premised on an inness. Does the outdoors always exist? Or is it also because there is an in? that has been made. And what happens when we finally get out? Can we get out? Part two. A black woman with an ex in the audience narrates a story about people who are taken from their homes and are transported on a ship across the Atlantic. She does not tell it according to the factual happenings of the event, but as a narrative that speaks to the reality of being these people trapped in the inside. They carve stars and half moons onto one another's heads using razors, people who do not know one another, who do not speak the same language, but understand their current reality collectively. They inscribe freedom onto their bodies and in this way express the freedom of their being as an outside that is located in the cosmological. They create continuity between themselves in their bodies and the flow of inhabiting a body within an existence that is in continuation with stars, half-moons, and outer space. Social life is science fiction, says Fred Moten. Poem? Come on, get it. Book? The Field Trio, published in 2014. This is a freedom that is deeper than the inside and the outside opposition. When the people inside of the ship arrive to where the ship is going... They will be outside in the field, but as people enslaved. 
This story resonates with us because it links a way of imagining alternative futures and realities and then asserting that we do indeed know those places by using our own bodies to get there. As Ilogosa Osunde, a Nigerian writer and visual artist, narrates in her haunting visual story titled And Now We Have Entered Broken Earth about cycles of intergenerational trauma, she says, I told you, there are ways to transcend the body. There are doors out of the mind. There are personal holinesses, safe madnesses, complete sacrednesses. And they are here. It is the stuff of science fiction and Afrofuturism. In her article, Rewriting the Future, Using Science Fiction to Re-Envision Social Justice, Walida Imarisha, a writer and poet, a writer and poet, points out, visionary fiction offers social justice movements a process to explore creating those new worlds, although not a solution. That's where sustained mass community organizing comes in. I came up with the term visionary fiction to encompass the fantastical cross-genre creations that help us bring about those new worlds. This term reminds us to be utterly unrealistic in our organization, because it is only through imagining the so-called impossible that we can begin to concretely build it. When we free our imaginations, we question everything. We recognize none of this is fixed. Everything is stardust. And now we have the strength to cast it however we will. To paraphrase Arundhati Roy, other worlds are not only possible, but are on their way. And we can already hear them breathing. That is why decolonization of the imagination is the most dangerous and subversive decolonization process of all. Daring to name forms of injustice and modes of oppression is also daring to imagine realities without them. We live sci-fi lives, both here and not here. That other place is more than just a somewhere else place. It is a source for hope, a solid way of remembering that what is, is not all that could be and a way of claiming ourselves outside of what is imposed. It is essentially humanizing. What else can being alive mean? And how else can we be alive? How are people who are cultivating these alternatives in their own lives? As Walida Imarisha says, visionary fiction centers those who have been marginalized in larger society, especially those who live at the intersections of identities and oppressions, this fundamentally feminist framework is perhaps best epitomized in Octavia Butler's work. The majority of her main characters are women or trans folks of color. And when those characters move to the center of society, we see visionary communities emerge. Although our existence is shaped by this violence of coloniality, of patriarchy, the violent normalization of heterosexuality, heteronormativity, the rule of capital. We also exist outside of this. We are not only oppressed beings, our resilience and agency cannot be silenced. That is a further source of dispossession. Once again, we are reckoning with artistic expressions of the marginalized, says McCarthy. We are looking at doing what Sadia Hartman does when she makes productive sense of the gaps and silences in the archive 
of transatlantic slavery that absents the voices of enslaved women. While the idea of our beings exists in this current form, this form is not the only way that we exist, and we are not the only ones who are here functioning under a regimented, regulated existence. How are the animals, the plants, the water, the rivers, and oceans and trees holding up and surviving? How are we collectively doing? There is deep connection between the social and the ecological, living under the coloniality of being, says Maldonado Torres in 2007. And so to conclude with words from Octavia Butler in her parable of the trickster, an unfinished manuscript, there's nothing new under the sun, but there are new suns. <laughs>